When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. ENN tonight, presented by D'Agostino and sure. Associates, the injury firm, 888-24-LAW-24, bite back. I'd like to, Ray Rowe. Sure it is. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael. You send me stuff, I'll wear it. And to Michael. Don's crazy and soft. Rick is crazy and rock hard. But- <laughs> to Don. I'm very proud of my cubes. And to myself and Don. I mean, Michael and myself, I should say. Don LaGreca is, is no, no Brent Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> that came out funnier than I would have yeah. thought. Don LaGreca is, is no, no Brent, Brent Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I, 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 by the way, I know nothing about Brent Johnson. My, Don might be twice the man Brent Johnson no, is. So. Did we run it up the pole, Anthony, or no? No, did you didn't. Why not? Well, he didn't listen to you. You're gutless. You know why he doesn't listen it. to you? You're the one guy that didn't give him a bonus. That's <laughs> if you know I, what? If you I had called for the poll, it would have been no, up. No, you know what, Anthony? No, you're right. No, you're not, no, not, no, 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 you, you no just, Anthony, admit it. Be that guy. No, you should no. be. You should be. Uh, I think we, I really do want to run this up the poll. Who would win in a crazed fight? All right, let's do it. Who would win in a crazed fight? I mean, it's so easy. Don or Rick DiPietro. Uh, a professional athlete who's in incredible shape. Don, a professional broadcaster who's in bad shape. <laughs> oh, in bad shape. Hold, hold on, he's not in bad shape. Now he does he does worry us sometimes with his shoveling. With the shoveling. <laughs> God, where do we have the do we have the Harry clip when when Harry talked about Don shoveling? Yeah, well, I, I, it's in my head. My two favorite clips from Harry. God rest his soul. Or was the one about Don shoveling and me and boxing? It's yeah. uh, on my page. Okay, here we go. Let's let's go back to two of my favorite moments ever on the program. Because Michael gets on me, thinks I'm too old to shovel. You are. <laughs> <laughs> and this one. <laughs> and this one. You're a big boxing guy, right? I hate boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was stereotyping. You stereotyped him. Yeah. He was just picturing ah the old days. Um, all right, guys, let's uh, get some updates here on the Demar Hamlin uh, situation. Um, a lot of different conversation about whether this game will get played at some point. Will the Bills play at some point? Here's Deion Dawkins on Sports Center. Will the Bills play Sunday? Anything that we have to give is for DeMar and his family. We understand that we have a job and that this is still what it is, but every emotion, every bit of energy that we have, we're giving it to DeMar. 
you know, we're giving it to his family. We're, and we're giving it to his best friends. And, and we're giving it to guys like Dane and Trey and, and those DBs like that are closest with him. Now, now that may be true, uh, and Dawkins speaking as a, as a teammate, but the fact of the matter is um, there was a walkthrough today. Mm. So it is possible they're going to play uh, this weekend. Now, we don't know the future of the Bengals-Bills game. Joe Burrow, uh, according to Ben Baby, said, quote, personally, I think playing is going to be tough. Uh, said he wants to play, but there are mixed feelings in the locker room. And also it's being reported, I don't know if you saw this, that the other day on, on Monday night, after the, the when the game was suspended, Burrow gathered his other captains of the Bengals and they went over to the Bills locker room just to check on the state of the other players. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty class effort there. Yeah, the, the Bengals uh, organization has been great. The city of Cincinnati has been great. So I think the whole NFL has been unbelievable. Yeah. They just have. And then... And it's it's hard to to get inside the head of somebody that was there to see him being administered CPR and, and all that. I guess the question just becomes like, when is the right time to play? You can't force the players to do something they don't want to. But at the same time, as much as we're rooting for him to get better, there is a possibility that what if he's in the same state for the next couple of weeks? You know, so at, at some point, when. Again, you don't want to force anybody to play, but at some point, when do you have to try to move on? And it's, would he and, and would he want them to move on? Like, like if Hamlin were to regain consciousness, would he? What would he request them to do? I, maybe he would want them to play. I always, I mean, if he regains consciousness, obviously he can he can articulate whether he wants them to play. But yeah. I always feel uncomfortable when someone. Well, you know what? Your dad would want you to play. How do you know? I know. How does anybody well, know what somebody would want you to do yeah. if they were? No, if it's they an individual able. thing. Yeah, you know, but but unfortunately, it's under the team concept, so it's hard to get all fifty and, plus players and, to I, agree. I'll tell you what, Don, it puts the NFL in a really really tough position, which I don't think they want any part of. But it is a tough position where they they have to tell these guys, listen, this is your job. People people lose family members family members and they go to work the next day this is your job now if the nfl does that they're going to look really bad yeah, you can't it's hard but man. it is hard but people do work through tragedy but we all made those decisions as individuals yep. right? yep and we've all had people pass in our lives and we made the decision whether we went back to work when we went back to work but under the team concept can you get everybody to agree and, and the little league wants to force anybody no it'll look play. awful it would look awful, but again, you, you're not going to be able to crown a champion. And I know that sounds so minor compared to a life. Yeah. But I mean, this is again a twelve billion dollar industry, and it sounds harsh. And that's why the NFL. You know what? You can only do what the players want to do. You can't touch it. You cannot be that guy if you're the NFL. But believe me, they are wringing their hands in the NFL offices right now yeah. about all the contingencies yeah. of what happened if the Bills don't want to play. Then they're going to forfeit the game against the Patriots, and the Patriots are going to make the playoffs, and the Steelers and the and the Dolphins will not have a chance. Well, I mean, there's going to be hand-wringing in the NFL offices. Well, well, forfeiting, I think, is out of the question. Why? If they don't want to play this Sunday. If they don't want to play, then I think they need to let the NFL know and they can restructure the schedule and have the Patriots play, say, the Steelers, who also need the game, and and just try to move forward competitively with teams that can and want to play. I mean, forfeiting, as much as it would be fitting for the Bills to do that if they want to, it's not a decision that's made in a vacuum. Would it be right for the Patriots to then be able to waltz into a playoff 
because of a forfeit and no, knock another team be. out of the playoffs because of that. Like So, again, you don't make these decisions in a vacuum. It affects you. It affects everybody else in the league. So if they don't want to play, that's fair. I get it. Well, then give the NFL some notice that they can maybe restructure the schedule so that you can move on. Or I almost just don't think, play. I, I, almost I would think rather it, them not play this week than to have a game be forfeited. But, but by not playing this week, like they, they don't play the entire schedule. Like what Peter said, what if this poor guy is in this situation for a long oh. time? You, you're not going to play football the rest of the year? Well, no. I mean, listen, we know. I don't think it'll ever get to that point. I mean, we went through this with 9-11, right? How many days did we not play? Was it 10 days, I think, baseball didn't play? Ended up being the NFL missed a week of games, and then it felt like we need to get back. I, I would think at some point everyone would say, I think we've got to get back to work. But if it ends up being – rather than a forfeit, guys, wouldn't it be just better to say, all right, well, then if you got, if the Bills aren't going to play, let's all not play – and let's agree to, to we'll delay it a week and we'll reconvene next week to play rather than compromise the the postseason for, for other teams. I don't think that would be right to do. So just don't play. I think that would make the most sense. Now, last night the uh, Buffalo Sabres played. And Tage Thompson of the Sabres, Don, I'm assuming you saw this, yeah. showed up to the building wearing a shirt that said love for three, mm-hmm. DeMar Hamlin, and then uh, this happened. Tuck got a stick on that one down, though. He does again. He's got Thompson out front. Thompson with the puck. Takes the scores! <laughs> Tage Thompson with a hat-trick goal to win it in overtime. What a beauty. Tage Thompson's 30th goal, third of the game, three minutes into overtime exactly. Wow. Third hat-trick of the season, January 3rd. Of course, DeMar Hamlin wears number three. That's amazing. That's that's a tight community there because it's all about the Bills and the Sabers. So you know that uh, those Sabers players and that those fans felt you know what the Bills were going through. So it's kind of a really cool moment. Oh yeah, it's not like the, it's not like the entire building isn't thinking about Demar Hamlin because mm-hmm. that's the kind of town Buffalo is. To your point, Don. Now Demar had a, a GoFundMe thing for, for the his toy charity, drive. Yeah. the toy drive. It's not just a toy drive; it's back to school drives, kid camps, stuff like that. Oh, got it. So his goal was twenty five hundred dollars. It is now at six million six hundred and seventy seven thousand six hundred and sixty dollars. That's incredible. I mean, when this guy comes to, can you imagine the joy he's going to feel? God willing, from your mouth to God's ears. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, now we continue on to the New York football of it all. Um, we had Coach Sal on the show yesterday, and he told us his feelings on Zach Wilson, which confused all of us, and we didn't fully understand those feelings. Where He doubled down a bit today. Here he is uh, talking about Zach. With Zach, communication's constant. Again, we're not wavering. We believe in the young man. And the biggest thing for Zach is not it's not his talent. We want to make sure that we reconnect with Zach and regain his confidence and uh, regain his confidence in himself and us and us and him, just all of us, just to make sure that he's he is back on track, get his footwork down right, get his mechanics right, get his mind right. And so it's not a talent thing for Zach. I, I don't believe that. I just think, like I said, when I said reset, we're going to work our tails off to help him, and uh, we're committed to that. All right, that, time, that was the first time I heard it clear. That's it. It, it is obviously 100% uh, he's lost confidence in himself. Yes. That, they've that is, lost confidence in him. They've, he's lost confidence. Mm-hmm. They've lost confidence. The question that's in- interesting, Don, is why are they so sure they can gain this back? Or are they not? They just think it's the only option they have. I think it's all window dressing. He's gone. 
but they want to show support because they want to try to get as much back for him as possible if they decide to trade him. But what can they get back? Nothing. Well, you say that, but you know, Josh Rosen, they got a second-round pick. Sam Darnold, who looked like he was broken, they got a second-round pick and like a fourth and something else. I mean, Joe Douglas does work magic with his deals. I mean, if there's a team out there that thinks they can fix the second overall pick in the draft, they might think it's a steal to give up a third or fourth round pick for him. And the Jets might be like, hey, we can get out from under it if we can get a third round pick for the guy. So, I, All right, then, I, then who's quarterback next year? Uh, see, I disagree with Don. I okay. think Zach Wilson's not going anywhere. Do you realize how bad Douglas and Sala look well, if they blew the second well, pick in the draft? No matter right. what they get back okay. for him, they look like fools. Then if you're Joe Douglas, at the very least, you got to let LaFleur go. If you're bringing Wilson back and you're trying to gain support for your second overall pick and make it work, how do you bring the same offensive coaches back that couldn't make it work originally? If it's so, if you you feel your entire represent, rep, um, reputation is based on what Zach Wilson becomes, then Lafleur has to go. And it'll be interesting to see because Robert Sala said that when he was in San Francisco, the the defense was terrible the first year, and that Kyle was pressured to let him go, and he stayed with him, and then they built a great defense. So I think that LaFleur, not LaFleur, but Sala might go to the wall and say, no, if he goes, I go, and I think then he'll go. Then and I don't believe go. that he can go. I don't think they should – I don't think you can keep turning over coaches every two but, years. But, but but maybe Joe Douglas doesn't think his reputation's on the line because he's built a really good team and he's made really good trades, and maybe he feels that, hey, if I'm, I made a mistake on the quarterback, you're right, but look at all the talent that I've assembled – and he feels like he can get a second chance at a quarterback, then maybe he'll let Wilson go. But if he feels like he has to build Wilson up, I mean, how do you do it with the same pieces? You can't. And, and, and also, I mean, you're going to give him a second chance with a quarterback? He blew the second pick in the draft. Right now they're at the 13th pick. If they lose well, on Sunday, it'll be even lower than that. Now maybe he goes out and gets an established quarterback, but as good as his draft was last year – and this year, the fact that he completely whiffed on this makes him look like a bad True. evaluator of quarterbacks. Well, but but it also it also depends on the draft, right? Like he didn't have a chance at Lawrence, so it was a, a case of should he have taken Fields? Now would Fields be any better? But a lot it of looked, people said you should have traded that pick for a treasure well, trove of picks. It's it's and easy. then gotten another quarterback, or maybe try to keep the, keep Sam. Oh, you yeah, know, if they traded that pick, then they keep Sam. You're right. Yeah, and, and then they could have made it work with Sam, and Sam looks like he's starting to get a clue here in Carolina. Different coaching staff, certainly, with Rule gone. It looks like this new staff is making things happen, the new head coach making things happen. Again, not great, but at least, you know, the, the, would be, the Jets would be a playoff team if they had Sam Darnold right now. I think he would have done it, better than both White and Wilson. It was really interesting what Arlovsky said. Hmm. Sam Darnold had a lot of failure. Never broke him. No, nope. never. This guy's broken right now. He's a broken quarterback. If you can't play him this Sunday, broken, shattered, no confidence at all. There's but, a, you know, there's a lot of things Sam but, had. But, that but you know, there's Zach a there's a, there's a thing that we're looking. Forget about like reputation. What other people think. It's it's what does Woody Johnson think? And if Woody Johnson is a believer in Wilson, then Joe Douglas is golden. Right? He's not going to lose his job. You know, I, if, but you if, wonder, is, is Woody Johnson a believer in Joe Douglas? He was hired by Christopher Johnson. True. Woody was but, out being a, an ambassador in the U.K. But what would cost him his job if they're forcing – if the reason Wilson stays is because Woody Johnson wants him to stay, then, then I think Joe Douglas is okay. But if Woody Johnson thinks this guy stinks, get him out of here, 
well, then Joe Douglas might follow. But I'm sorry. I know the quarterback position is the most important position probably in sports, but we can't ignore some of the good Joe Douglas has done with trades and with the draft. We talk about a talented offense and defense. I mean, he's he's a lot to do with that. I'll tell you one thing, though. If Woody Johnson is in the middle of making personnel decisions, the Jets are going to be terrible for a long time. Well, He's not course. a football man. Of course. He should not be opining who the quarterback I, is going to be. He can't be. I don't think until this moment I really appreciated the name Woody Johnson. I really, I never thought about it. Really? I, I swear it writes, to you. It writes the own joke. I swear to you, I right. never realized that it's the craziest thing that could ever be. Especially for a billionaire. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's hear from Kayvon Thibodeau of your New York Giants, who was asked by uh, our friend Jordan Ronan about Jeff Saturday's comments condemning the uh, Snow Angels when Nick Foles was hurt and referred to them as trash. Here's the exchange between Thibodeau and Jordan. I just what I'm saying. Who's the gatekeeper of when to do something? So once we figure out who the gatekeeper is, then we can write the rules and then we can establish, you know, the narratives and things like that. But until, you know, you guys actually are in the sport and do it and be in that moment, you can't create a narrative on it, you know? Well, we're not creating a narrative on it. The other team's coach had a problem with it. He's the guy who played the game. The other team's players I don't, I don't know who he is. No, I just don't know who, like, anybody who comments on it, unless I know who they are, doesn't really affect me. That's it. Not just a moron. I mean, it's a moronic comment. Jeff Saturday is one of the great offensive linemen of the last 25 years. He's a coach of an NFL team. So you talk about being Don, in he it. was now, on TV the week before he was coaching, it, too. It's, it's not like he's a stranger. But, it, but it's so amazing like because he got caught. I mean, Thibodeau got caught. He's like, unless you're in it. Well, then he, well, Jordan Court, well, here's a guy that's in it. Played, played offensive line, coaching in the game. Well, I don't know him, so he doesn't count. Oh, well, so, so I guess you have an answer for everything because you don't know him, then that means his, he doesn't count. So if you don't know anybody, then nobody counts. Can I tell you, uh, you know why I don't envy Jordan and the other uh, media members who cover athletes every day? I, I can, Kayvon Thibodeau is an unbel- unworldly football player. I don't know if you guys recall. Just a couple of weeks ago, that play he had against Taylor Heineke, the yeah. sack, fumble, recovery, and that touchdown, was his game. That he was, oh, he was so dominant that day. Mm-hmm. He's a sick athlete. That's great. It's great. It's it's your career. You're fantastic at football. I, I can't have a 22 year old talk to me like that. I, I just can't. I can't have a 22 year old talk like they. He and, actually is talking like he truly knows it all, and everyone else I, is more. I can't stand next to you as an athlete. I couldn't stand next to you in a fist fight. A lot of things you can do, I could not do physically. However. Well, the, his take there was so bad, and I really hope Dable or Saquon or someone just pulls him aside and says, hey, dude, you're incredible. Pull it together. They have one of the best guys in PR in the, in sports, and Pat Hanlon. Yeah. Seen it all. Pat Hanlon has to pull him aside and go, come on. Dude. Dude. This week? This is the week you want to have that approach? Let's not Let's not do that. Come on, man. That looks also, awful. Also, the, looks snow awful. Angel, the snow angel on every sack, guys, is a bit much. No, of course, but we've kind of lived with that. But, again, read the room, man. You don't have to be an expert on football or have played the game to know how dumb that was. And as far as who's the gatekeeper, 
the average person's the gatekeeper. Right. When you, it's cringeworthy. And also, Don, let me ask you something. Isn't that a flag? Isn't that yeah, taunting? I, by the way, I can't believe they didn't call a flag. I mean, how that every time he does that, right there next to the quarterback is taunting. He well, should have a flag thrown on. They're the gatekeepers. The it, guys with the yellow flags. But it's there there there's a real lack of consistency right now on defensive players and what they can do. Because they're also good with everyone running down to the other end zone to pose for pictures. Which is asinine. Yeah, so I, I don't really understand what the rule is. However, a wide receiver gets super excited, throws the football down, points out he might get a flag. Right. I don't understand it. But just, you know, there's no gatekeeper for what's appropriate and not appropriate. You know it. Like Michael always says about, like, what's pornography? You know, when you see it. You know, like, I think everybody that looked at that said, man, come on. And and, and he should be a grown-up and realize, all right, listen, I got caught up in the moment. I'm sorry. That was disrespectful. I shouldn't have done and it. To all the, and to all the giant fanboys who are getting upset about this, why are you making it? Oh, a, it was an – guys, it was an – is he is – he, is he getting the death penalty and I, I never want to hear from the guy again? No, he's no. an incredible player. Hopefully he grows up. But you have to admit it was bad. It sure. was a terrible look. I know it's your team. It was a terrible look. And uh, let's close out, ENN, with this beautiful call from Donald Marco LaGreca. Let's hear. Actually, this isn't Don's call. Is, it, is this Don? Oh, this is Don. Yes. Feathers a pass. There's a bandage jab. The pass is too far, so Slavin off the wall to Burns, held in by Miller. Miller, far circle, backhand, looking for Kako. It's knocked away by Slavin. Kako gets it back behind the net. Drives to the edge of the trapezoid, to the far circle. Kako to the point. Savannah jab with a blast and scores! This could have been deflected as well. 4-3 Rangers, their first lead of the game. Big boy win for the Rangers. Big boy call for Don LeGreca. By the way, Don's eighth book. Looking for Kako. And that will do it for ENN, which tonight, by the way, was brought to you by our friends at D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm. Thank you. Almost 35 years of getting accident victims every dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey. Thank you very much. 888-24-LAW-24. D'Agostino. Bite back. Now, when we come back, more broadcasting news and your phone calls as well. Celebratory broadcasting news. Yay! Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? I do not. Oh, I you do. have to stay tuned. You do, right? Yes. All right, that's coming up in just a moment right here on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. Basketball season is here, and it's time to take the court with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and official sports betting partner of the New York Knicks. Download the BetMGM app today and make every play and every basket be more than ever. When you sign up, you'll enjoy instant access to a variety of parlay selection features and live betting options. The BetMGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on basketball. Download the app and take the king of sportsbooks with you wherever you go. Get ready to turn game time into showtime with BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of Madison Square Garden and the New York Knicks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 years of age or older to wager. New York and New Jersey only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available in New Jersey. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369.